0: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level.
1: You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL Social Mastodon at social.freetalklive.com.
2: control. And that number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight on Free Talk Live, it's me, Bonnie.
3: Jay. And Mark Edge.
2: And Jay, you had something you wanted to tell the listeners about an
1: Yes, I want to encourage the uh, everybody to Check out com and possibly come down to the 2024 Uh, An- An- uh, uh They have branded it as Anarchapulco Reborn. Freedom is, ri- uh, freedom is rising. This event is from February 11th to February 16th, the main event. Uh, it's going to be at the uh, beautiful Secret Garden uh, that, according to the last video uh, I've watched, uh, it looks like it's recovering quite well uh they've done a lot of work down there anyways uh this event is going to host a whole bunch of speakers uh like uh, max egan for example is going to be there marjorie wildcraft um the bee lady i don't know if uh, people ever watch her but she actually just did a documentary about the psyop of um uh like the guy's name is just slipping my mind for a minute there uh the guy that derek chauvin choked to death. George uh, Floyd. Joy, yeah. Uh, so she's doing a whole documentary about the George Floyd psyop, which I read a little bit about that the other day. That's pretty interesting. Um,
2: Is she the bee lady because she's like a beekeeper?
1: Yes. Cool. Yep. Uh, from what I understand. So, anyways, and, and there's a whole bunch of others. I'm actually getting more and more excited about this. I just joined the Whova uh, app and started looking at that last night. And there's a, a whole bunch of awesome people that aren't even speakers uh, that are just attendees coming from all over the world. Uh, you know, to this thing. It's, it looks like it's shaping up to be a really awesome event. So, uh, and if and if you want to buy, if you buy tickets and you use uh, coupon code J, that's J A Y, you will get a ten percent discount at anarchopoco.com. uh myself my wife and my kids will be there and uh i'm hoping to do i'm definitely doing some kid workshops i'm also hoping we can pull off a blacksmithing workshop where we're, we're working on that uh, but i'm going to be uh presenting on why uh it people should be investing in our posterity hope to see you there
2: and that's code j right
1: coupon code j dot com backslash tickets
2: hope that anybody from the show who wants to go is able to go that would be really cool i've never been to Anarchapolco, but all i've ever heard about it is it's really like fun and it looks really cool and if you've never been around a bunch of libertarians or anarchists you would probably really enjoy that mark's been
3: yeah i had a really great time the four or five times that i've gone it was a great event uh i haven't been since covid but i'm very interested
2: So, Mark, you brought in a story about our very own co-host and my husband, Ian Freeman, and his restitution hearing being canceled. Now, we don't have any extra information about this, and there are going to be a lot of questions left unanswered for the listeners, unfortunately. But this um, incompetent person did write an article about it and with a bunch of errors (laughs) in it, and um, you have the article for us, Mark.
3: You point out the errors as I go because um, I feel like Damian Fisher's tried to be as fair on this as he ha- uh, as he could be throughout the uh, I guess a couple of years that he's been covering it. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think everything's entirely accurate. Right. Then again, I've had a lot of stories written about me, and none of them have been entirely accurate. Hmm. After selling Bitcoin, uh, excuse me, I should uh, give the website nhjournal.com. This is written by Damian Fisher. Freeman makes deal with feds on crypto scam restitution. Now, I think it's true, although Ian committed no scams, to my mind, um, it is true that the jury found him guilty of it.
2: Well, no, they didn't. They found him guilty of money laundering... Yep, running an unlicensed money, transmitting business, but not scamming these people and not being a part of a scam. That would be different. It'd be like fraud or something.
3: I think that the money laundering was given, um, that he got that charge for being sort of what, you know, the jury perceived as him setting up a system that allowed the scammers that, you know, willingly participated with the scammers and allowed the scammers to do what they wanted, I think is what they, the impression they got. Now, is it true? No, I was there every step of the way, and it simply wasn't true. After selling Bitcoin to dozens of elderly victims on, of online romance scams, Free Keen's Ian Freeman agreed to a restitution deal with fe- federal prosecutors. And I would like to say that I was there when Ian would ask questions of these elderly victims, and they would tell him lies, you know. Like, they would try very hard to get past whatever screening he had. One might even say
2: they scammed
3: him. (laughs) Right. Well, they certainly told him something was inaccurate and then, you know, lied some more on the uh, the stand. But whatever. Mm -hmm. A hearing set for Monday in the U.S. District Court in Concord was canceled at the last minute as Freeman's legal team and federal prosecutors came to terms. Mark Sisti, Freeman's lawyer, declined to comment on the deal. Now I really wish I knew what this uh, was all about because I don't uh, know the specifics of it, but I'm very curious because you know Ian's been sentenced to eight years. He has uh, two years probation and was fined. Was it forty five thousand dollars, Bonnie?
2: The fine I don't remember. Maybe that sounds about right. It definitely wasn't a hundred thousand. It was less than a hundred thousand for the yeah, fine. Yeah, it was like
3: forty or fifty, somewhere in that range. Cannot discuss at this time, Sisti said. Judge Joseph Leplant was considering an order that Freeman pay back millions to the scam victims who bought Bitcoin from Freeman and his cryptocurrency exchanges as part of the romance scams. Evidence about Freeman's role in the scams was expected to be part of Monday's hearing. And I couldn't help but Um, yesterday when I was walking through a supermarket and I saw that big kiosk full of, uh, you know, the the little cards where you can put money, load the credit cards and that sort of thing, the gift cards. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think about how those are used in scams all the time. You Mm -hmm. know, people go and buy a bunch of cards and, you know, the cashier may or may not say, hey, are you getting scammed here? Because they care, you know. And Ian cared too. He'd ask questions. And if the person tells a lie, the cashier isn't held responsible. Right. If the person comes back time after time after time buying these gift cards, the cashier's not going to be held responsible. But Ian was.
1: I, I bought a, a like a $1,200 worth of Amazon cards, I don't know, six or seven months ago from a, yeah. a, a local grocery store. I'm sorry, a Dollar Tree. And the cashier goes oh i've never seen this before and when it brought up on a cash register it said it gave her a thing to read off to me uh and 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 it there was one of the questions was are you going to give these cards to somebody or are you using them for an amazon purchase and i said well i'm buying some stuff on amazon with them okay and i have to inform you that you sh- that do not give these cards to anybody or give these codes to anybody because uh these cards these cards can be used uh by scammers and basically, she said that um, she's never saw this before, but it pops up if you buy over $1,000 worth of Amazon cards, uh, according to the, you know, the manager at the store.
2: So that's um, her doing it not even on her own volition. And then if you had been instructed by your actual scammer to, if the lady at the Dollar Tree cash Registered asks you if it's for yourself or for someone else, tell her it's for yourself. Then you would have been like, uh, yeah, it's for me. I'm gonna buy something on Amazon. Right. And then she would be like, okay, sell you them and not ever face any charges of what is it, will for willful ignorance. Oh, she should have known Jay was getting scammed. That's exactly the exact thing that happened in Ian's case. There's there's no difference at all.
3: Yeah, but um I think that Ian uh You know, Ian was sort of aware that there are people out there getting scammed, and he wanted very much for his customers to not be those people. Now, I know that I know. I mean, I don't know Ian uh, a very long time, and I know when he told me that, yeah, I I, I think I've wheeled down my customer base to people who are, you know, just investors in Bitcoin, that that's what he believed. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, going on, Freeman is already serving a nine-year prison sentence. Inaccurate. He's serving an eight-year prison sentence <laughs> on convictions for operating an unlicensed money-transmitting business. Money laundering. It's conspiracy to commit money laundering, mind you. Uh, cons- oh, no, it says oh, money yeah, laundering. Both, so he includes both. the money laundering one in here. He's inaccurate oh, on accurate. Yeah,
2: that one. Oh, yeah, that's true. The money laundering one got dropped. I forgot.
3: Right. The judge, after the jury found Ian guilty of money laundering, The judge said that there wasn't enough evidence and removed that. Now, I feel like he should have removed several other charges uh, to boot, but he didn't see it the same way. Uh, Conspiracy to operate an unlicensed money transmitting business and income tax evasion. That one specifically, there are four counts of income tax evasion. Out of the entire eight counts, one was dropped. I think that those four income tax evasion ones um, are ludicrous. I mean, like, you know, there's no evidence for it, but. Anyway, guess he didn't see it that way. He moved uh, more than $10 million through his exchanges, according to prosecutors. Now, this is an important point to make. You know, realtors get these awards for selling $10 million worth of uh, homes, hmm. but they only get a 7% commission on it. Now, they didn't make $10 million when they sold $10 million worth of homes they may have gotten an award for that or whatever the case may be, but they only got commissions. And matter of fact, they don't get 7%. They get a percent, they get a, a cut of that 7%. And that's true with anybody who sells a high net worth um, item. So, you know, gold and silver, you know, most, the, the person has to buy the gold for X per ounce in order to sell it to you for X plus 1% per ounce. So, that's how it worked with Ian, too. So basically and,
2: what you're saying is it's not like Ian made $40,000 he didn't have before with these scams.
3: Right. He didn't make uh, $10 million, right? Um, oh, you uh, said
2: sort of ten. Oh, my bad.
3: Yeah. Rebecca Vare and other victims told LaPlante last year that Freeman's exchanges were central to the scams that robbed them of their savings, trust, and dignity. Ian Freeman was the planner and instigator of the entire scheme. They're told the plant because September. they're allowed to
2: just lie and say things without any evidence. And these little statements, last final statements they get to give at um, the sentencing hearing, they, they right. can he- say whatever
3: they want. Right. What Vera doesn't say here is, is that it had Ian never sold a single Bitcoin, she would have found somebody else who did. She mm-hmm. would have lied to them, mm-hmm. and she would have lost her money because that's what she was bent upon doing.
2: And she was dressed. Her like,
3: savings, her trust, and her dignity, she gave away with lies.
2: Just because she wanted to have sex with somebody who was in their 20s, when who she had never met in real life, who she believed worked for a... Gas company and needed her money to replace a part on the drill, and I'm I'm not calling her stupid or something, but she never disclosed any of that to Ian. She believed that there was this twenty something year old who wanted to have sex with her. Was
3: he in twenties? twenties. No. I, I oh, mean, I saw oh, the picture him? of the guy. He looked like he was in his fifties.
2: Oh, I don't, I didn't see the picture. I thought that he was okay. supposed to be in his twenties. Who's fifty and works hard labor on an oil?
1: Yeah, field. yeah. There's no fifty year old roughnecks. Um, but come on, Bonnie! Don't you know how sexy a twenty-year-old roughneck is? <laughs> I mean, that, oh, that yeah, you know, would you cool. want to send him a bunch of Bitcoin?
2: Yeah, that's why um, our friend—I won't say who—I don't know if he doesn't want me to say his name on the air—said the restitution should be. Ian's got to sleep with these old ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's hilarious. The <laughs> <laughs> so the um, remi- for every. You know, it's it's not very nice to make fun of little old ladies. But I will say this. If I fell for the scam that there were hot young teens in my area <laughs> that wanted me, y'all would make fun of me. Everybody <laughs> would make fun of me.
2: And, and the hot young teen worked at Sally's Beauty Supply, but all of the inventory was stolen, and she needed thousands of dollars from you to replace Sally Beauty Supply's or whatever it's a hot young teen works at, you know.
0: I, right.
1: right. I, it's I just know a story of a hot young girl. Uh, well, she Thank I haven't you. seen her much in a while, but she was in her twenties, <laughs> and uh, she had these sugar daddies, and she would you know just send pictures of them on, you know, to, like do selfies or videos or whatever of herself on Snapchat or whatever, and she and, and so she her. Her boyfriend like takes her car and like wrecks it. And she's like, Oh, my friend took my car and wrecked it. Like kind of pretty trash this girl's car pretty good. And these, d- she got like a ton of money. I, I don't remember how much, this was like five or six years ago. And uh, That's crazy.
2: She never had to meet with them in no, real life for anything? Nope, didn't
1: meet with I mean, awesome. like one guy was like, you know, a bunch of them, there was a handful of them were, were, were like from like Asia. Um, and they were literally just, you know, sending her like, in fact, um, PayPal shut her down because they sent her so much money.
3: Whoa. <laughs> I yeah, had just like out of curiosity, night. and I'm, she probably wouldn't tell you this, but did she send you said she sent pictures. Were the pictures sort of what they ordered? You know, oh, like absolutely. She, she had like she, clothes taken off and yep. you know that kind of thing. She yep.
1: had a premium subscription and these guys um, would pay like a monthly premium. So like an and, OnlyFans and or something. It, it would be like a boob shot and then a other shot, and then she would, you know, um, do videos of, like, her, like, doing things to herself uh, for, like, extra money. And and at, at one time, she was literally scouting around for some guy to, like, you know, basically make porn with her. Oh and she's God. like, I can't find any guys to make porn with me. Then nobody wants to do it. It pays really well. I'll give them 50%, you know. And, um, <laughs> Is she, <laughs> she ugly? No, she's not ugly at all. They just just, didn't want just to, like, dudes didn't want like their grandmothers their soul, yeah. and their you know aunties right. and their moms, you know, but possibly seeing this. And
2: okay, I can't say it's your soul. She or didn't anything, care, but.
1: you know who you know who would see her stuff. She didn't care if her dad saw it or her un- uncle
3: or whatever, you know. Yeah, men are supposed to be the uh, the wild ones, but oftentimes they won't participate either. And I'm sure that there's uh, people uh, screaming at their radios right now. But I'll do it anyway. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go on here. Um, Ver, an elderly widow, was ripped off by an online romance scammer known as Michael Glenn Wilson, the crook. And by the way, this person used that same name with another uh, of the two women that testified during the sentencing.
2: The Wilson. What was his name?
3: Michael Glenn Wilson. Hmm. The crook who has so far never been charged because they never catch these people used Freeman's Bitcoin exchanges to facilitate the crimes. And mind you, he used other Bitcoin exchanges and all kinds of other stuff too. But this is the only. But because this FBI agent had a vendetta against Ian Freeman, they brought Ian up and on charges. Mm-hmm. In Vare's case, she emptied her savings account, cashed in her insurance policy, took out loans, and even sold her dead husband's truck.
2: But she came to the hearing dressed like um, the Queen of England with a huge brooch with a bunch of jewels on it. And she complained, I won't even be able to get my tractor painted this year. And the other lady that came in on Zoom to testify was in a beautiful kitchen. So it's like these people aren't broke. Like, it sucks that they lost what they probably owed to their children in five months, but it also didn't really ruin their lives.
3: It sucks um, that they were ripped off, but lying about Ian wasn't... Like, they should have been assiduously honest about what occurred, right? Like, I get it. Ian was you know to their mind part of all of this but he isn't the one who did it and they told him lies in right. order to get through his process this ver woman specifically said he may have asked me one question which I, you know I, I was there not mm-hmm. necessarily when he was talking to her mm-hmm. but i was there when he was talking to people and he asked him a series of questions now i sincerely wish that mark sisti ian's uh, attorney would have asked ian about those questions, because yeah. I know Ian had a file with those questions, and that was never done, and I feel like that was a, a real problem with the case. I feel like there's several problems with the case, but, you know, Ian Ian got his fair trial in so much as he had an attorney, and, you know, this Typical is kind of what happens.
1: incompetent lawyers. I mean, they they all are.
3: So, going on here, uh, in Bear's case, she emptied her savings account. Yep. Um, she sent all that money right to Freeman, she told LaPlante. And that's true at least some of it, again and again, Wilson didn't have her send the money to him, but instead instructed her to go to Freeman um, because Wilson was likely a guy in Africa or something and couldn't receive a wire.
1: Probably an FBI, um, you know, confidential informant or, you know, recruiter or whatever.
2: That's why they don't want to go with the lady carlosino's lead on the scammer that was scamming her she was like by the way during the trial i have this guy's phone number and pictures of him or whatever i could totally help the fbi find out who the real scammer is but they are not interested i don't understand they're like okay okay that that, enough of that lady
3: Yeah, Yeah, get her off the stand
1: (laughs) we're getting reports now that the fbi had like you know, several or a couple hundred of uh, basically um, assets in the crowd, uh, you know, dressed up as playing, you know, Trumpers, essentially, in, in, 6th. in the January 6th stuff. You know, the Gretchen Whitmer thing, you know, what was it, 12 out of 17 of the, uh, you know, the the people that were going to, you know, kidnap the governor were, were FBI agents. I mean, this is just classic what these guys do.
2: People need to just realize that anyone can represent themselves as anything in this world and actually be someone else. Like It's just like it would absolutely blow someone's mind to think, no, no, there aren't FBI agents out there scamming little old ladies or pretending to be little old ladies or are little old ladies and also FBI agents who are entrapping people and then putting them in prison for eight years. No, that couldn't happen. Well, let me tell you a story. There was this um youtuber named nikki tutorials and i was saying she was trans for like five years i was just like she's obviously trans and people were like there's no way she's trans or pictures of her as like a teenager bonnie and she's like she's wearing girl clothes bonnie then in 2020 i couldn't get enough of sending the video out to people where she came out as trans and she had been trans since first grade or something like that and hid it from the public and in her school and her parents participated in actively hiding it from the public like you never know what you think you know about people and i just think it's ridiculous like most people walk around just like no 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 if things aren't as they seem my brain will explode and it annoys me she's obviously trans she's like six foot eight it's nothing wrong with her i was just i could tell wow (laughs) she's from the netherlands i guess they're also just tall there you Wait, go. No, sorry, six foot... It's not eight. I, I misspoke. But she's really oh, tall.
3: Very tall woman. All right. So um, it says here that she sent all that uh, Bitcoin to... Excuse me. It says that Bitcoin was then deposited into a digital wallet Wilson could access. This is the scammer. So Vare bought that Bitcoin from Ian and then directed Ian to deposit it into a, a, a wallet. Now, consider with Bitcoin... That could be Bear's wallet, that could be Wilson's wallet, that could be anybody's wallet. The only thing Ian could do was send it to the wallet that Bear gave him. And he did.
2: 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Whatever's on your mind, you can ring up with us. 603-283-6160. More coming up.
4: Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL90.
1: news. I'm Ryan Daniels. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley face off in the final Republican debate before the Iowa caucuses Wednesday night. The debate was hosted by CNN. At the same time, frontrunner Donald Trump held his own town hall event hosted by Fox News not far away in Des Moines. During the televised debate, DeSantis and Haley sparred over a range of topics. Each of the candidates was also asked about what they consider an insurrection to be.
4: At the end of the day, I will always defend and fight the const- for the Constitution. That's what we should do as Americans. I think what happened on January 6th was a terrible day, and I think President Trump will have to answer for it.
1: Haley said it's wrong. Former President Trump cannot concede that he lost the election to President Biden in 2020. This is USA
0: News. Attention... My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit ExtendoVite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E ecom Extend your life with
6: Extendovite.
1: Appreciate what we do. Help us advertise, market, and promote for just five dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com.
2: 6160 is the phone number for you to call. That's 603 283 6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie.
1: And Jay. And Mark.
2: And it looks like we already have a caller. So, Cynthia from California, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Oh, hi.
6: Hello. I, I'm looking at uh, this issue of, of uh, the constitutional issue that we have the right to select the electors who will then select the president. But we're not being given that right because apparently the GOP and the Dems have tied it all up.
2: I'm always and wondering, I'm wondering why, what this, well, like, why are these electorate people just, how do they get these jobs? And if we don't vote them in, why are we supposed <laughs> to trust
6: them? Actually, under the Constitution that is out of range. who selects our president are the electors and we elect the electors who then choose
1: the president. Right. Yeah. The people actually don't choose the president, (laughs) Um, you know, on on voting day. So, so I have a little experience with this in Massachusetts uh, during, uh, I don't know if it was 08 or 12. I forget which one, but basically what had happened, uh, Mitt Romney was governor and uh, I wasn't uh, a registered voter in Massachusetts. Uh, but I had a lot of fr- uh, but I was very involved in the campaign for liberty ron paul and we actually did a whole thing where we had took uh, all the liberty candidates and we put them on horses at any parade that we uh, parades we go to we went to parades you know 2007 in fact, up here in 2012 on primary day, we rode horses up and down the street in Manchester, New Hampshire. It was a lot of fun carrying a Ron Paul evolution flag. But anyways, a good friend of mine, Dave has, uh he does his podcast, Red Pill Politics. Um, he does it on Facebook now. But anyways, uh, he was one of the uh, uh, delegates uh, for uh, Massachusetts, a Republican Party delegate. And he was very involved with the Ron Paul campaign. And what they ended up doing is they, I don't think Mitt Romney was governor, actually. What they ended up doing was they made all the delegates sign um, affidavits stating that they were going to support Mitt Romney. And if you didn't uh, do that, they had some kind of way just to remove you. So you weren't even a delegate. Um, And
0: uh,
1: I don't know if exactly what you're talking about, Cynthia. And, you know, it was 10 years ago or so. But there's, there's definitely been a lot of um, you know corruption and politics playing, and you know and and when it comes down to it, when the you, you know you sue the Republican National Convention or the DNC, they're just private you know charities, nonprofits, and they're not bound by any constitution or you know any laws that govern government or anything. The, the whole system's a charade. But you have to sue the state because.
6: the from being able to put electors on the ballot, so that uh, potential electors, people that you wish to vote for, um, and that way they are disenfranchising over 50% of the voters. And uh, you, you could have a terrific movement if, if we simply uh, locked arms with even some of the conservatives you don't like or may not like and some of the other people you may not like to say, we have a right. To have electors on the ballot, potential electors that we can vote for, so, because we don't even know if we vote for the GOP candidate, we don't even know who the electors are that they've chosen.
1: It, is there anybody out there, like you, that you could name off, say a website that or a YouTube channel or something that is actually talking about this? How maybe has a solution, uh, yes, or has a process? Yes,
6: uh, uh, Gr Mobley, whose site is Reclaiming the Republic dot org has a radio show um, uh, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. and tomorrow he may be talking about it um, or he may not. But he, uh, on the Fridays he's going to have guest speakers on this issue, but maybe not beginning tomorrow.
1: All right, so that's uh, uh, therepublic dot And can you say that feller's right. name again and maybe spell it?
6: Uh, his his uh, he uses the initials G R. And his last name is Mobley, M-O-B-L-E-Y.
1: G-R as in girl, Randy?
6: Yes. Thank
2: you so much. He does grassroots
6: uh, organizing uh, across the nation and works with the, uh, the Wyoming state legislature
2: trying to return
6: our country to a constitutional republic. And the key issue is getting, getting our right to choose the electors.
1: Yeah, So the David Jose, who I brought up earlier uh, in the um, show, is basically working on doing a similar thing. So when you say you're trying to return our country to a constitutional republic, I believe the republic is there. The problem is is uh, if you look at the republic versus the democracy, so a- any politician who you know, uses the term our democracy is ignorant or just evil because America is not a democracy. The word democracy is not in the Declaration of Independence. It is not in any one of the 51 constitutions. Uh, in fact, a democracy is two foxes and a chicken uh, deciding what's for dinner. A republic is the same thing, but that chicken is very well armed.
6: So would it be correct to say that we democratically elect the electors?
1: The, the only and part then, of yeah, the only democratic thing that would happen basically is the election. But, uh, you know, we have a constitutional Republic. And uh, the problem is, is when you have a democracy is, you know, democracy is the idea. Oh no, that, I, I'm, yep.
6: I, I totally understand that part, but I was still wondering if it was correct to say that when we vote for the Electors, we are having a democratic process, so we each have one vote.
1: I believe so. Yeah.
6: Okay, I didn't want to misspeak.
3: Um, I don't know how the electors, um, what are they called, delegates, Uh, the the electoral college, right, the electors, I don't know how they were uh, picked at one point, but I know that at this point the political parties choose them based on who... Um, you know, who they've already, you know, people, operatives within their political party, you know, the people who go to the Democratic National Convention, people who go to the Republic National Convention. Um, those are the ones that, uh, th- those are the sorts that from which they're picked, and they're going to go and vote for however they're going to vote.
6: Ballot, there needs to be a section for the listing of the people who wish to be the electors selected, Right. You should have, and that should not be related to whether they're GOP or Dem or Libertarian or whatever. There should be a separate section on the ballot. You, you can have your popularity contest of who wants to vote for this person or that person for the presidency, but it shouldn't be a diddly squat, because in reality, the electors are going to choose the president.
3: Well, 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 hopefully, they would pick whoever um, was voted got, got the majority of the votes in that's their what state, right? That's what I've heard. That
2: has always why? happened. That's no. what, that's what I've heard is has always happened. But it's just the fact that it's a weird middleman, like that shouldn't exist. It's like, okay, well, if they're going to vote for whoever got the majority, why don't we just not have the delegate there? My my dad told me at least at one point when I was a kid, I was like, well, okay, then why? how do we know that they're going to vote for whoever actually won? And he's like, well, it's always been that way. Like, they always vote for who won, but they don't have to. Well,
6: It, it wasn't always that way, but apparently, before, before about 1850, the parties started colluding uh, to end up being the Uniparty. It started way back then. Right, both parties. Uh, Lincoln, is- for example, never got anywhere near a majority of the vote.
1: Both parties es- essentially became co-opted by the international banking cartel, the Rothschild family, uh, most ha- most single-handedly Ishmael Mayer Rothschild, uh, because you know these guys just you know developed so much power over in Europe and and you know due to their banking scheme, and uh, they were able to essentially you know just dump tons of money over into the uh, colony, you know the, the United States, and start. Um, you know, buying power and influence, and it hasn't stopped.
3: Oh. So I was oh, just looking at this. The Rothschild family achieved prominence in the late 18th and early 19th. Oh, centuries. So that means the late 1700s and um, 1800s after the banking dynasties founded Mayor Ashmael Rothschild. Okay.
6: Right. We now have documentary evidence that Alexander Hamilton was a British spy.
3: Well, I believe it. <laughs> what is the evidence?
6: Um, a group called, uh, let's see, that aim for truth or patriots for truth. Um, they found in some Canadian archives a list of the spies and um, feel they have a, a genuine document. And they have also located, I believe, a cipher in George Washington's papers. Wow. Uh, which brings the question, was George Washington uh, really part of the British effort. You see, I have have a girlfriend who studies the history. She said, you know, she thinks George Washington was interested in breaking the treaties with the Indians, because he didn't like the ones that the British monarch had signed, had agreed to, during the French and Indian Wars. And he figured out that you have to start a new country in order to break the treaties.
2: One thing I know is that the um, founders were weird and i i wouldn't ever choose them to control my life like benjamin franklin was a part of this hell hell fire club in england where there was a church and then it was on a hill and under the hill was a cave that went all the way like a football field under the church underground and then there was a big opening after once you got to the end of the cave and he would have orgies in there and and allegedly sacrificed goats and stuff and um that's Benjamin Franklin one of our you know founders it's supposed to be really cool or whatever and good i don't i don't like any of those people and i would rather just opt out of this crap and then you know go back to being co- a
3: republic would the country have ever existed if it wasn't for these guys i mean um you know there there haven't been a lot of successful revolutions and to my knowledge Very few Enlightenment revolutions. I think about, uh, you know, the French Revolution, which was a catastrophe. Um, uh, You know, I mean, it's just an awful uh, situation. Allowed Napoleon to uh, to take control. I mean, uh, the the United States would basically be Canada if it wasn't for these guys doing whatever they did. Right?
2: I don't know. Like, I can't. I can't tell you what would happen if. Some people I've never met never lived.
3: Well, um, whoever's running around here in the United States today doesn't have the guts to, uh, you know, hold a revolution. I can say that much.
2: Well, the people back then did.
1: Yep, they did. This is why the FBI will uh, be, you know, counter revolutionaries. And they will start these revolutions Mm -hmm. just to make sure that they can, you know, extinguish them right away.
2: Yeah. But thank you for the call, Cynthia. We do have another caller on the line. We have... David in New Mexico. David, what's on your mind?
5: Lots of stuff, Bonnie. Duh. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> Why does he say that? I don't say duh.
5: No, he's just No, being you so. don't say duh. I say duh. You say that's crazy.
2: Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't realize and, I said um, that.
5: Yeah, you know, we have, well, that's psychology. We all, re- or most of us don't realize most of the things that we say that other people notice.
2: Yeah, like my old bosses always said that. I would always say, that's annoying. This is annoying. I'm annoyed. (sighs) I kind of wish I didn't do that. But, anyways.
5: That's annoying.
2: Yeah. They're like, do we annoy you? When we're not here, do you talk about how annoying we are? I was like, no. Anyways, David, what did you actually have in your mind?
5: Well, a couple things. But first of all, you guys talking about Jewish bankers again?
2: He didn't say Jewish, but he said Rothschild, and they are Jewish. Were, right? I don't know. I thought. I mean, I always hear that they are.
1: I guess you gotta define <laughs> Jewish, because it's Pardon? very. It's a, the, the define Jewish because you know, Jew and Jewish. It seems to be a very broad definition that can mean you know,
3: many different things.
1: Khazarians, the Khazarian mob. Okay, that's a little more specific. I don't know what the heck that
2: yeah, me is. Me either. I don't know what
1: that is. us. <laughs> Khazaria,
5: Ka- Kazakhstan, Silk Kazakhstan?
2: Road. Yeah. Hmm. The Silk
5: Road. The the. The uh, uh, ask a Nazi, uh branch of the Jewish people, the Kazarian. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, now we're saying I the Rothschilds
2: about, were that. Oh, okay. Anyways,
5: r- r- Rothschild is Red Shield. R- r- Rote Red Sh- uh, Shield.
3: Red, Red Shield. That sounds believable.
5: Yeah, you also want you also want to uh, look look online, read about the Warburgs. W a r b u r g Warburg. Yeah, they were and, like and Rothschild. They may have. They may have uh, come to prominence with a lot of power in the, whatever you said, the 1700s, 1800s, but they go back uh, earlier than that, <clears throat> and they may, they may have had a, a different name. They, they, changed, they changed their names, uh, these the power brokers, when they moved from one part of Europe to another part back, back uh, hundreds of years ago, when before we had modern ability to track who people were, you could basically dissolve one identity and go somewhere else and become a whole new person. Uh, and and that's what people did in the in the in the centuries past but um and uh, speaking speaking of bankers before i go get to what i really want to talk about uh it, this is easy those of you that like bonnie and mark and i don't know if jay is uh into it but uh what's everybody's favorite uh uh crypto wallets and uh crypto exchanges nowadays
2: um edge wallet is <laughs> good for your phone and Exodus is good well, for a laptop. Cause, just because
5: Mark invented it? Just because Mark invented it? Is that why you're saying that, Bonnie? I
2: wish Mark invented it.
1: But the thing that's nice about Edge is, like, to just recommend somebody to get into Bitcoin. Is like, go download an Edge wallet. Yep. It's just super user-friendly. Um, you know, it's password. You do have to, like, go in there and manually back up, you know, do your seed phrase uh, to each wallet. Um, one thing that is cool about the Edge wallet is when you break your phone, um, as long as you remember your actual password, uh, you uh, Edge will you know basically your wallet gets
3: repopulate.
1: Yeah, repopulated onto yeah. your new device. And um, I don't know if it gets repop. I, I, I had a problem like a couple of years ago. I had an Edge wallet on a phone. I broke the phone, and I don't know if I had forgotten a password or didn't have the password correct or something. And I had to do some jargon around an email, but I was eventually. Or maybe I had the password correct, but it's like a week delay before it come, before the population comes back. I, I remembered it was like a week layover time. And just in case, like, your phone got, you know, it was somebody scamming or something. I, I don't remember the details. Mm-hmm. But it's it's pretty user-friendly, especially if you're, like, sort of, like, um, you know, uh, not real responsible. I mean, I can't believe how many people create these uh, Bitcoin wallets—they never write down a seed phrase. They don't take it and put it in a very right. safe spot. I—I um, I literally know a guy who did this with a thousand Bitcoin like twelve years ago, and um, you know he—he'd be set for life right now. And—and um, uh, and I've also known a whole bunch of people who did. I—I I mean, I did it with a wallet, you know. Uh, because uh, I'm like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow, and like a week later, you know, the device that it was on got you know stepped on by a horse, and I could never turn it on. It was a tablet, and uh, you know, and it and it's got like 1.3 Bitcoin on it. <laughs> I never backed mm-hmm. it up. You know,
2: why did you ask? That? How, how about the,
5: Pardon? Why do I ask?
2: Yeah.
5: Oh, just because I've been playing around with the uh, with the uh, crypto crypto stuff on a what do you call it? Uh, a simulator? You know, this one happens to be from, Oh, I forget what service it was, but I've been playing around with it. So, and I'm not doing too, not doing too bad. So the next step obviously is to, is to uh, start playing with real money and see if you do as well as you did in the simulation.
3: That's the next step. Um, you know, yeah. my thought is, is that I don't know what's going to happen with Bitcoin. I think in the short to medium term that it's probably a pretty good investment. Um, You know, I like the idea of having a certain amount that one picks, right? Like one Bitcoin, 10 Bitcoins, you know, 100 Bitcoins, whatever the number is that you think is the right number for you. And just kind of holding that and keeping it. Um, But then also the expectation that Bitcoin, I think, I believe Bitcoin's to some extent been co-opted, right? Like, um I think it's going to continue to go up because now people who want it to go up are going to make sure that it does. The same people that were keeping it down uh, for a period of time. But I tend to think that it's it's not the best cryptocurrency for the people. I used to think Bitcoin was money for the people. I don't believe that anymore.
2: Well, because it got messed with all the people that or part of banks and did it, it's, the people that went against Bitcoin cash, basically messed with it and made it all crappy to where when it gets too expensive, well all of a sudden you can't even buy a cup of coffee with it because the fee is going to be $25.
1: Yeah. I actually just did a Bitcoin transaction like a week ago and, uh, it still hasn't gone through. Hmm. Uh, and you know, I paid a, um,
2: the, a low so, theme?
1: so it was, it was, uh, $150 and, uh, I put it on a low fee that was like six dollars and ten cents. Whoa! And so basically, the, and, and and the guy I sent it to, he's like, ah, just just let it ride. It, you know, if it you know doesn't go through, we'll cancel it. And there is, I've actually had to cancel several Bitcoin transactions and either put in a higher fee or just do the settlement in another coin. Um, and, and and it seems like the the, the, the coin that everybody seemed, the, the top three, the top four coins. So people are like, oh, if you can't do, do uh, Bitcoin, uh, we'll do Monero. Uh, everybody r- really likes Monero, um, and, and that seems to work fine. And then the other two that I noticed that just work flawlessly is uh, Dash. Never have a problem with Dash. Me too. And Bitcoin Cash.
2: Those are the four I'd recommend, too.
1: Really
3: good.
2: Well, Mark, did you have anything else on that? And thank you for the call, David. But did you have anything else on that article about Ian?
3: Um, let me uh, check it here. Um, I guess we'll just jump to towards the end here because we don't have too much time. Yep. Prosecutors have argued Freeman either knew or at best actively worked to not know that he was facilitating crimes with his cryptocurrency transactions. And, let, and let's it's true. talk
2: about that. Actively the worked to not know. Prosecutors,
3: the prosecutors certainly argued that.
2: Yeah, but let, let's just talk about what that means. the The prosecution is saying if you don't break a law, but it seems like he probably went around it, they they say. Then they're reading your mind and, and they'll tell a jury, hey, it looks like he purposely skirted around this. Uh, he didn't break law, but he was really careful about it. And the judge even made a dumb comment like that where he was like, the thing about it, Ian, is I don't think that you necessarily... Did something wrong in, in some instance, but you are really smart and you went around it on purpose. So you didn't break the law, but well, you're smart enough to not break the law and you were able to continue doing business. So there, that even then they, they got you, I guess.
3: Right. That's a fascinating thing that they said, because it was like, you shouldn't know that what they were trying to say is you shouldn't be looking at the law. You shouldn't know the law in your particular field of um, expertise. You shouldn't look at these laws. You should just do what you think is right. And of course, Ian was doing exactly that. He was doing what he was right, um, what he thought was right, which is allowing people to buy Bitcoin without having to go through the government uh, KYC. And that's what he thought. Now, it says here, this is important. Bitcoin was known throughout the Bitcoin community for charging higher fees than other market operators and for asking fewer questions, prosecutors have said. And it's true. Prosecutors did say that. But he wasn't getting more uh, higher fees than anybody else. It was the, uh, the area, you know, pretty much everybody on uh, Bitcoin Locator, what was it called? Um, um, what, Local what Bitcoins. localbitcoins.com. Thank you. Um, localbitcoins.com had the same fees as Ian had. So the idea that he was higher is inaccurate. Now, he was certainly higher than someplace like Kraken. But um, the point should be made is, is that if these little old ladies bought their coins on Kraken, they could have certainly gone through the process. And if they had, so what? Kraken would have sold it to them. Yep. Right. It yeah, wouldn't have made Kraken. a difference and they wouldn't have gone to prison. Yeah. So, you know, this is really it was all about it wasn't about little old ladies getting ripped off. It was never about little old ladies getting ripped off. They were convenient for the story. It this was, was about witch hunt. Yeah. This was about Ian wanting to provide people with the ability to get Bitcoin, which was supposed to be pseudonymous in the first place. That's what Satoshi Nakamoto wanted. He was Ian was, you know, forwarding the vision.
2: And in my opinion, this is why the only one of the crypto six who had their charges completely dropped was the little old lady.
3: Yeah, sure. They didn't want to make it look like um, the the FBI was going after little old ladies too, even though um, little old ladies got up on the website and, or excuse me, on the uh, the the stand and admitted to the same things that he did. Worse, in fact. And but...
2: a little old lady, probably older than most of the ones who got scammed, seventy five. She went up there and said i'm ian's real life friend i am personally interested in bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies i invest in them and ian has helped me for hours and hours for free he just wants to get bitcoin in people's hands and if he wanted to scam me, he could have easily and he never did and yeah i'm 75 and i like bitcoin and like investing in it so the jury should have no reason to believe that ian should have believed that anyone who was old couldn't possibly actually have wanted to buy bitcoin
3: And I think that was one of those things where um, Ian's defense just didn't ask the right question. Didn't ask enough questions.
2: Didn't emphasize enough stuff to the jury.
3: Right. Didn't allow Ian to humanize himself before the jury. It's been Free Talk Live.
2: And you can find more at freetalklive.com. Thank you for listening, and peace.